Hampshire's home for sports. ESPN. Sweet Jesus. New Hampshire. ESPN New Hampshire streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us today here on a snowy Monday in the Granite State. I'm Christian Arcand, and that is Tom King. Hello, Tom. Hello, Christian. How you doing? Yeah, I'd be better off without the, uh, the little white powder out there. Mm. The snow you're talking about, right? Yeah. The snow on the ground that fell from the sky, right? Yeah, nothing, yeah, good. Okay. nothing good comes out of the sky this time of year. <laughs> no, true. That's uh, Nothing good. Very much the case. Uh, we got a great show for you today as we get ready for this big-time matchup on Monday night between the Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens after a busy Sunday in the NFL, which saw what I saw yesterday, and I don't know how much of the games you watched. I saw a bunch of desperate teams out there doing desperate stuff, you know? Yeah. Teams chucking the ball all over the place, quarterbacks throwing bad balls, interceptions. I saw guys throwing late hits. I saw Darren Sproles get destroyed on that punt return. I saw that guy in the Titans upend the uh, Chris Harris, and then Aqib Talib went haywire on him. I mean, there was some team. There were some teams yesterday. It was a good. It was a good Sunday. You know, a lot of important games. It was, and teams just beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> a lot of hit, hard hits. Yeah, a lot of big games in terms of you know teams trying to fight for survival. Mm. All right, and that's teams doing mean stuff. And I think the Patriots came out a winner this yeah. weekend. That's <laughs> true. I really do. Well, they still got to play the Ravens. Well, they do, exactly... but I mean, but I mean, I don't think you're going to have to worry about the Denver Broncos anymore. I think that they you not, have to yeah. you have to play them next week, <coughs> and they'll be a desperate team. But you won't have to worry about them in the postseason. You could take care of that yourself mm. if you beat them on on Sunday. So you know, you got the Ravens first. So you have to worry about that. But I mean, you've got. You got some interesting things going on. Miami loses Tannehill. Yeah. You know, Green Bay is fighting. In the other conference, Green Bay is fighting for survival. New Orleans is done. Tampa Bay all of a sudden looks like a, you know, where they come from. I know. You the know. Steelers throw three interceptions and still win still by two win. scores because Le'Veon Bell went out of his mind. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, God, was he you good know. Life. Rex Ryan may have one foot in the grave already. Rex Ryan might get fired today. No, he's not. They say he's not. They Who said he's not? The news reports today out of Buffalo are saying that it won't happen today, that, that oh. probably will happen later on uh, You know, at the end of the season. Well, that's, that's probably nice. Yeah. Buffalo now 6-7. and seven. They were 6-6 six and six with four <sighs> winnable games left on the schedule. They had uh, Pittsburgh, obviously, and then Cleveland, Miami, and, and the Jets. So if they had won out, they would have finished 10-6. and six. Instead, they uh, get absolutely massacred by Le'Veon Bell, who ran for 236 yards and three touchdowns. In the snow. In the snow. And here's the other thing about that game. Ben Roethlisberger had one of the worst games maybe of his career. He was terrible. Uh, 17 of 31, 220 yards, three interceptions, no touchdowns. Yeah. Weather. And they still won by a touchdown. Weather. It was the weather, but it was also the fact that even when a guy like Roethlisberger, the most important player on that team, has a bad day, there's enough on that offense to still beat a team like the Bills. Sure. Tom Brady has a day like that? Not that he would, but 
Say he does. Say, I mean, every you know, lightning strikes once in a while. Haley's Comet goes by. Tom Brady has a bad game once in a great while. Anybody going to pick up the slack like that? I don't think so. LeGarrette Blunt's having a good year. He's not Blunt 236 won't run for, yards. Yeah, he, 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 I doubt he'd run for over 200 yards. I doubt it. But it's been known to ha- It's happened. There was a guy that ran for 200 yards. He got on the cover of Sports Illustrated. We never heard from him again, you know? Uh, Texter says, thanks for taking Friday off, Arcan. It was great listening to Waldorf and Statler talk about the glory days. Oh, I'm telling you, we went way better. There were so many old Tommy tales. It wasn't even I funny. Bet. Oh, my God. Oh, Timmy went, Timmy went way back. Timmy, Timmy goes Buttons. way back. Timmy Buttons went way back. Mm-hmm. He went way back. Yeah. Yeah. So... That was uh, that was that was interesting. Yes, yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, we were in the leather helmet days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know what's interesting about Rex Ryan and the Bills? Defensively, is they stink. They stink, and they Tyrod Taylor just become a pretty decent quarterback. He's and now great. they're talking about you know getting out of that. Yeah, not not picking up that option on that on that deal that he just signed. Right, and they may want to just sort of you know. Oh my God! Wipe Buffalo. the whole slate clean there they're, in Buffalo in, again. Yeah, I know they're in just they're in dire straits on mode. Yeah, really. But how about Rex Ryan going from the Jets, where he could never quite get the quarterback position right, but he built these amazing defenses. Then he goes to Buffalo. The defense sucks, and it sucked and the, the whole quarterback time. But the quarterback little, turned out he wasn't, okay. He wasn't know? bad, yeah, exactly. In Buffalo, of all places. I know. A running mobile quarterback with a good arm who can throw downfield and, and you know, put but up But they points. can't depend on him. No. I'd say Taylor's the best quarterback they had, what, since Bledsoe? Probably. Yeah? Probably, yeah. I would say he's a lot better than E.J. Manuel, that's for sure. Well, good yeah. Lord. <laughs> Trent, oh, uh, who was that guy, Trent something? They Not Trent uh, Green. It was Trent Edwards, remember? Yep. Yeah, he stunk. No, they had a bad. They've had some bad ones. Jim Kelly, never. The last real. I mean, Kelly, Bledsoe, Bledsoe was the last good the, one. Yeah, you're right. Bledsoe was the last good one, but really the only one who got the last one who got him in the playoffs was Doug Flutie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. So I don't know. It's just, and then Tannehill goes down. So now it's Matt Moore, front right. and center. I know. So the Dolphins are in dire straits. You know, they won, but I mean, still, can can Matt Moore get them to the playoffs? And if he does, how long would they last? I know. But it would be an accomplishment for them to make it. They haven't made it in years. So Yeah, it really would be. They have the longest drought uh, without a playoff appearance than, uh, since 1999. That was the last time they were it's in the It's the same with the Bills. Yeah. They're probably equal with the Bills. And that's what I was talking about. Oh, what the Bills. Talking I'm about? talking about the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins, right. Yeah, 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 Matt Moore. True. Yeah, the Bills have, since 99. That's the longest. Yep. And, uh, well, it's a shame. I know. Yeah, Miami went made it last minute in two thousand eight when they won the division. Just a doggone shame. Yes, yeah. that's right. And they lost in the wild card round. Right. Um looking in the other divisions in the AFC. Yeah. The Denver Broncos now. Toast. May not make the playoffs. Toast. Yeah. Toast. They're not toast yet. I think they are. But they're pretty much Oakland, they're, they're Kansas pretty City and New England in the last three games. Yeah. The combined records, let's see. Ten and three. Ten, ten and two. three, <laughs> and ten and two. Yeah, that's thirty and eight. If I do the new math, thirty and eight. Yes, thirty right. and eight. If I use the new math, that's some good math off yes. the top of your head. That's the man. new math. I know, not bad. Yep, thirty and eight. It yep. would take a lot. <laughs> it certainly would, but uh, we'll see. It's um, it's it's going to be a tough road for them. Probably tougher than anybody else's. And watching them lose to the Tennessee Titans like that certainly didn't inspire a lot of confidence. No. Trevor Simeon stinks. Oh, does that guy stink? Yeah, he's he, they he threw the ball fifty-one times for over three hundred and thirty yards. Didn't throw any interceptions, but he stinks. They don't have a quarter. They don't have a running game. Mm-mm. That's what they need. 
They need a running game, and they don't have one to take the pressure off of Simeon. They don't want Trevor Simeon. They handed the ball off nine times. <laughs> they don't want Trevor Simeon throw, throwing the ball 50 times a game. Mm-hmm. That's not Gary Kubiak's way. No. He doesn't want that. But they don't have a running game. When C.J. Anderson went down, they were, stu- they were, they were sunk. It's true. They don't have a running attack. You know, it's mm-hmm. and that's going to really, really hurt them. By the way, uh, so Oakland Marcus gets... Mariota completed six passes. Yeah. Six of 20 six for of 88 20. yards, oh and they won. Uh, they won. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. I know. They, now, just look at these two numbers and tell me what you think the score of this game would be. Quarterback A goes six of 20 for 88 yards and no touchdowns. Quarterback B goes 35 of 51 for 334 yards and one touchdown. Wouldn't you assume the score of that game would be 47 to 5 or something? You would assume that quarterback B was on the victorious team. Yeah. Not only was quarterback B on the non-victorious team, quarterback B only managed to get 10 points for his team. All in the fourth quarter, by the way. But got shut out for the first three. Yep. Meanwhile, Mariota and the Titans didn't score a blessed point in the second half. And they passed up a field goal in the third quarter. That's right. So, you know, I mean, it comes back to haunt you sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it would have been – they needed to get on the board and they needed to get more than three points at that point. But still, you know, now you look back on it and go, oh, geez, you know. Yeah, and uh, the Titans, that defense, they forced a bunch, all of, of, a bunch sudden, of fumbles, you know. All of a sudden, it's not a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> they got a good team right now. Yeah. So there's that. <coughs> biggest loss, I would say, has to be the Dolphins losing Tannehill. But the biggest loss in the game, that's the Broncos. That that was that was, that was a, a loss. fatal loss that for was, them. It was. Instead of uh instead of being nine and four now and just one game back, they're two games back from both of the teams ahead of them uh in the AFC West, which is unfortunate. You know, it's too bad for them that that division got hot this year, but what are you going to do? You're the reigning Super Bowl champions. You got a target on your back, and you had a quarterback out there who's so now you look at it, but he's not good. So now you look at it, and you got to see okay, where the wild card's going to come from. Mm. Could they still come from the AFC West? Yeah, I mean both two, two two wild card teams. Yes, they could. Because it doesn't look like they're going to come from the AFC South. Probably not. Right, the Texans and the Titans are both seven and six. Right, if the Broncos lose another game and the Titans keep winning, then maybe you'd have something there. Right, uh, the Dolphins are still eight and five, and the Ravens are seven and five. So uh, tonight's tonight. so tonight's tonight's game yeah. is tonight's game is so critical mm-hmm. for everybody involved. It's true, it really it's great. It's great. The Patriots are in an. It's important, a lot more critical for the Ravens. It is, but it's still great that the Patriots are playing in an important game against a good team at Gillette this late in the season. Yeah. You know, it is. It's not an interconference game. San Francisco from, you know, years past not coming here. Green Bay not coming here. Seattle not coming here. This is an AFC team that needs to win this game to stay in the division lead and not fall into the wild card mess because it is a mess. So that's, you know, that, that says something. This is a big one. Yeah, you know it's gonna and it's gonna probably. I bet tonight could be the best rated Monday night game of the year. Very easily, mm. you know. I, I think th- so. Too. I think it could. It's a huge game of gross importance, right? And one of the teams in this game is playing desperate. Is going to be playing some desperate football, right? And they're going to be going into New England where they have no real fear. And I think the game plan is going to be let's try and physically intimidate this team on offense and defense. 
I think so. And let's see how they respond because the Patriots have not had to face that yet. They have Seattle. not had to face it to Seattle. That wasn't really that kind of game. Mm, that was a high-flying, high-scoring game. You know, they went back and forth scoring <laughs> points. No, <laughs> neither defense did anything. Mm. I think this is going to be a much more defensive-minded sort of grinded-out, punchy-in-the-face, back-and-forth sort of game. And I wonder if the Patriots are built to play that kind of game. I'm not sure they are. I don't know. I don't know. I think that, you know, I mean, when the Ravens and the Patriots get together, the script is never followed. Hmm. You remember that they were up two scores in the third quarter of that playoff game. Right. They went down to Baltimore a year later, and they beat they blew them away 41-7. to You know, so that, that wasn't in the script either. So, I mean, this is, this. you don't know. When these two teams play each other, you don't know. Hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it, it doesn't follow a certain script. It doesn't happen the way you expect it's going to happen. And, you know, I mean, it all depends. I mean, if Flacco plays well, the Ravens are in good shape. If he doesn't, they're in trouble. Yeah. That's how, that's how it boils down. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens tonight. Uh, we'll get back into this in a little bit. But real quick, I wanted to touch on the story slash non-story of the last 24 hours. Certainly, you know where oh, I'm the going footballs? with this. The Giants and the Steelers from last Sunday. Yeah. Giants Weird. sending in a couple of footballs that they recovered on turnovers. One was a fumble and one was an interception that they apparently <clears throat> tested on the sidelines yeah. and noticed on their gauges that the balls were under 12-5. Yeah. One was 11-8. This is according to Florio. One was 11-8. The other was 11-4. And they reportedly sent the balls, balls to the to, league, to the right? league yeah. and said, hey, these are underinflated. And within hours of Jay Glazer at Fox, you know, breaking the story on, I think it was, it was Sunday morning or Saturday night. Well, this, uh, we heard about this a little bit last week. There was a little bit of a rumbling last week about it. Really? Yeah, there was. I heard yep. Glazer's, Glazer's was the first I heard. Yeah, Glazer's was the league response. That was the thing. Nobody knew what the league was saying about it. No, Glazer it. broke the story, and then a couple hours later, the league responded. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I had heard about it late last week. I thought New York papers had it. You know, that's why I had thought that I had heard it. You know, it was Friday after the the game. I thought I had heard it Thursday or Friday. The Giants were uh, were uh, uh, Fox Sports NFL insider Glazer reported Sunday that the Giants alerted the league office that the Steelers were using deflated footballs in Week 13. After the Giants forced the footballs, both of them came back under the PSI. The league issued the statement later on Sunday. Yep. The officiating game ball procedures were followed. There was no chain of command issues. All footballs were in compliance. No formal complaint was filed by the Giants with our office. Glazer reports the NFL is correct in saying no formal complaint was filed, but the league was still informed that the balls were under the minimum for PSI. Uh, Glazer says Giants tested balls and informed the NFL they were under the legal limit. Giants confirmed. The Patriots were outed for using deflated footballs against the Colts. Blah, blah. Yeah, the Quell Jackson. Yeah. Da, 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 right, yeah, that's not yeah. suspended all no, I, I, the New York papers were, were, were hinting about it last week. Really? Yes, they were. Yeah, late last week. Yep. I didn't know that. I guess that was the official report then. Yeah. They didn't confirm it. Um, clearly, this is a good opportunity for Patriots fans to stomp their feet and gnash their teeth and oh, really? scream and yell about the different standards. And while it's impossible to deny that there's a double standard, I just can't, I can't find myself that upset about it. I, I just think you, know, you get other thing, better things to do. You yeah. Know? I mean, really. This is ridiculous. It's annoying. And it's clearly, you know, the league just being a bunch of hypocritical a-holes. But this is Robert Kraft's NFL. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is his sure. NFL. That's his commissioner. This is his league. This is the way he and all the rest of those guys do business. And if he's not even going to 
criticize the commissioner while the guy's actively railroading his own franchise, then what do you expect? I'm not, I'm not going to get more upset about this than Robert Kraft is. That's, that's where I'm, I'm drawing the line right Robert there. Robert Kraft is not going to pull an Al Davis. That's what he's not going to do. Of course not. You know, so. And if he was going to, and this is a perfect opportunity for him to stand up and say, hey, guy, what the hell? Right, right. You, you did this to us, and now nothing? You get a response within a couple of hours? Right. I know. Oh, yeah. And also, just for the record, the Giants are on the sidelines testing the balls? Is that, that was, not tampering with the football? That was weird. I don't know. Everybody's on the sideline with needles and gauges and stuff. What, like what? I don't, yeah. And no procedures were broken. Come on. Well, I would think the clearly Gi- one procedure was broken. I if would, there was a guy on the giant sideline with a needle testing the ball, I would think the Giants have more. You know, had more important things to worry about in that game. They you lost twenty four to fourteen. Yeah, you would think so. You know. But, I mean, if there's a guy on the sideline for the Giants with a needle testing the gauges, who's to say he didn't let the air out of the ball? Who's to say he didn't pump more air into it? Who's who, to say they're not both doing that? Yeah, who knows? That's I mean, ridiculous, isn't I, it? I, I'm really strange. I'm really really uh, baffled by what the Giants were doing. I really am. You know? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it is. It is, but that's the NFL. The NFL's weird. It's become really weird ever since that, that, that whole case. Texter says, who will win the South? Tampa? New Orleans or Atlanta? Well, it won't be New Orleans. No, it's not going to be New Orleans. It would be Atlanta. Eight. I think it'll be Atlanta. Atlanta's 8-5. and five. Tampa's 8-5. and five. Uh, I don't know what their schedules are like for the rest of the year. Let's see. Tampa goes Dallas, New Orleans, Panthers. That's tough. Uh, for the Falcons, their last three games are... They'll play Tampa, I bet. Niners, Panthers, Saints. Oh, they don't play each other? All right. Niners, Panthers, Saints. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Hello, Atlanta. Cowboys, Saints, Panthers. Yeah, Atlanta's going to win that division. Atlanta's the best team. Probably. You know, that's what I think. Then again, the Cowboys didn't look too hot last night. Boy, I was stunned. Mm. Once, I mean, early in the game, you saw the way Elliott was running, and you saw that wide, you know, the, yeah. the wide open touchdown. I'm going, oh, here we go. You know, it's the true. Giant, you know this is just going to be another typical role, you know, reversal of fortune for the Giants, you know, where they beat it, you know, the Cowboys early, but they can't pull the deal a second time. And, um, you know, I mean, Dallas is much better than they were when the Giants faced them. Yeah. And I just... I'm, I'm, I'm having bet. I watched that game, and all I, I could think I, of was another team who beat everyone except the Giants. You know? Remember that? One yep. other team, they beat everybody, everybody except the Giants. Everybody except the Giants. I know. Uh, <sighs> Giants don't Eerie. have... Don't I had like have, a chill go down the my The Giants spine. don't have JPP yet. They come up with somebody else who, who, who plays really well in his place. An undrafted free agent. Mm. Rookie free agent. It's just... I, I don't know. It was... It was, you know, I mean, Eli Manning is a turnover machine. He doesn't see some, he doesn't see things out there, which yeah. amazes me. But it's clear the Giants are so one-dimensional on offense. They have one thing and one thing only. They have Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Maybe Sterling Shepard once in a while, but Odell Beckham Jr. If he doesn't make a difference for them, they lose the game. Victor Cruz is useless. <laughs> He wouldn't even come back and, and try to prevent an interception. He just stood there like a statue. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they don't have on offense what they need. Has he and scored a touchdown this year? Cruz? Cruz? Cruz has barely caught a pass. Does he have one touchdown? You know, I bet I bet this, I bet he's caught less fewer than 20 passes this year. Victor Cruz always struck me as a bit of a sensitive fella. Oh, God. He's motivated. Remember when that guy made fun of his little dance? Oh, yeah, He was like, sure. that's my dance. How dare oh, you? He's Crowing, he's moaning and groaning that he's not. Victor being... Cruz has one touchdown. One touchdown. How many? How many receptions? Twenty-eight. 
28. Wow, he's got more than 20. I'm just, I'm 488 yards. I'm stunned. I'm sorry, 466 yards. I'm stunned. Last night he stood there like a statue while a Cowboy defensive back came right in front of him and picked a pass off. Mm. Go to the ball, Victor. You know? Sorry. God. Yeah. But anyway, you know, that was a surprising game with Dallas, but still Dallas is really good. They're pretty good. That offensive line is, is that offensive line is good. It is, but it didn't. That do quarterback good. didn't do much, and Elliott didn't do anything. Well, I mean, Elliott ran for over 100 yards. No, he didn't. Yeah, I think he did. They, Elliott ran they, for 50 yards. They, I thought last night they said he ran for over 100. No. Did the Cowboys rush for over 100? I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong game. Yeah, he ran for over 100 last night. He did. Night. I was looking at their first game of the year. Right, right. <laughs> the other game they lost. Prescott last night. The only other game they lost. Prescott last night was under the gun. You're right. Yeah, sorry. I was. He was under the gun. They were rushing him. They did a great job of getting to him last night. And that made the, that was the difference in the game. And yeah. I was stunned by that because Dallas's offensive line is like a brick wall. Elliott, uh, 24 runs, 107 yards, no touchdowns. Prescott was 17 of 37 for 165 yards, one touchdown, two picks, and he got sacked three times. Yeah, see, they panicked in the second half and stopped giving the ball to Elliott. Mm. If they had done that, they might have had something going. Des Bryant, nothing. Des Bryant looked like Victor Cruz. Yeah, he did. He had one catch and he on, fumbled, nine, on nine targets. And he fumbled, uh, he fumbled the ball. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't come up with a reception at the end that, on a fourth down play. Yeah, that's right. That they, you know, that they were very quick to review. Mm-hmm. Well, he had it, but then it hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't come right. up with the catch. Yeah. He didn't come up with it. So, yeah, I don't know. tough game for him. That but, was a good. Uh, that was a good football game. It was. That was an that was an entertaining prime time football game. Mm-hmm. Let's hope tonight's going to be the same way. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. Eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in at eight four five. Eight two seven twelve fifty. We'll go over our picks from the week, and uh, we'll have uh, your thoughts here on the Patriots and Ravens tonight. Also, the Celtics are in a little bit of trouble. Isaiah Thomas out for another game, and uh, well, Russell Westbrook doing whatever he wanted to out there last night. We'll get into that. Some Bruins thoughts as well. All that coming up next year on Christian and King. You're listening to Christian and King on twelve fifty Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, window treatments, and especially wallpaper and flooring. They offer wall coverings for your commercial, designer, and residential properties and work with top brands to give you the floor that you're looking for. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. The Patriots host the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football this week in a game with major playoff implications. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, inviting you to join me and the Coors Light Girls for a night of fun, prizes, and football at Kimball's Cavern in Pembroke. The Cavern is a great spot to watch sports with tasty food, tons of TVs, and ice-cold Coors Light for only 2 bucks during the game. Watch the Pats take on the Baltimore Ravens this week on Monday Night Football at Kimball's Cavern, 351 Pembroke Street in Pembroke. 
Let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class, and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. Granite State Game Day, Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Everyone's clamoring now for them to trade the pick. The fact remains that you should have just listened to me at the trade deadline. I said then, trade the pick. If you can get the right move, trade the pick. Because you don't know, it could be get it could become more valuable, it could become less valuable. And I think because they didn't land in the top two, it became a little less valuable. Dragon Bender, who played 13 minutes a game in Israel, does not is not attractive to me. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. All right, guys, huddle up. Coach's car battery died, and he's running behind. And since I haven't been paying attention, I have no idea what plays we run or what most of your names are, for that matter. So what I'll do is I'm going to pop this antacid tablet. I'll fall down. I'll fake a heart attack, and then you guys act shocked and concerned and stuff. And hopefully that'll buy me enough time for the coach to get here. All right, team on three. Make sure you'll be there. Get a car battery test today. Find a location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Paralyzed Veterans of America, National Service Officers. We've got an entire generation of men and women who have seen war. They're going to need voices. They're going to need advocates. Paralyzed Veterans of America is here to help. We're going to make sure that the Veterans Affairs gives them everything that they're entitled to. Get all the health care they need. Making a person's house adaptable for them to go back home and live. Education benefits. And we also focus on getting them a job. And if something happens to the veteran, then, you know, we're the spouse's advocate. We help our veterans for free. The way that Paralyzed Veterans of America does that is through their national service officers that are located throughout the United States. Our work is important because people depend on us. And they know when they come to Paralyzed Veterans of America, they're going to get the right answer and they know that we are there for them 24-7, because we are. Changing lives, building futures. That's Paralyzed Veterans of America. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Come join us, the Nashua Area Radio Club, at our monthly meetings on the first Tuesday of each month at the First Church of Nashua. At these meetings, we elect board members, produce projects, and discuss any and all things radio. Make sure you show up by 6.30 for complimentary coffee and donuts. The meeting starts at 7 p.m. That's the First Church of Nashua at 1 Concord Street in Nashua. For more information, visit n1fd.org. That's n1fd.org. Can't wait to see you there. Visit our website, ESPNNHradio.com, for all the latest news, contests, apparel, podcasts, and more.
back here, Christian and King, ESPN, New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPN, NH.com. Nice to have you with us here today. It's a Monday, a snowy Monday in the Granite State. Your phone calls at 603-883-9900. Text messages at 845-827-1250. I meant snowy is in there, snow on the ground, not that it's snowing right now. I just don't want to drive in the snow. So don't drive in the snow. Yeah, note to self, don't schedule getting snow tires put on the day it's going to snow. <laughs> We have to do that today. Oh, I did it already. Oh, you did? 8 o'clock this morning. That's good. Yeah. What'd you get, Bridgestone Blizzax? Thanks to my friends at Conquer Street Motors, just up the street. What kind of tires you get? Well, I don't know. They're the snows that I had before, so oh. I don't know. Just put them on. I went, well, last year I went to uh, I went to BJ's, got some Bridgestone Blizzax. Blizzax? Mm. Terrific. Great yeah. tires. Yeah, because you got a car the size of mine, right? Yeah, so about the... 150 pounds lighter, too, bro. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. So, but the thing is, 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 uh, a few years ago it was, I was, you know, doing a dance in the middle of the road, mm-hmm. you know, with the car, you know, it was, you can't, you can't do that. And then tonight having to go to Gillette, uh, I figured I better do something and I tried to get it done later in the late last week and then to the weekend. But of course with the scare, everybody thought the blizzard of 78 was coming. So, uh, so that was all that, that wasn't a, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So I said, screw it out, you know. I'll have to go that far in the snow with 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 the with the, the all weathers. I'll I'll bite the bullet and do it Monday morning, which meant that I had to get up at seven and clear out the driveway and shovel and shovel shovel toil and trouble. <laughs> which you know I'm not looking forward to that doing that later on. But this is definitely a different winter than last year. Last winter, Christmas Eve, I think it was like sixty five degrees. Not a not a flake on the ground. Mm-hmm. A little different this year. Let's hope it's a happy medium between. You know, last year and and what we had <laughs> two years ago, which was disaster. Yeah. Two so, years ago was insane. Oh, God. That's when I quickly changed my Super Bowl flight. and uh, I think I was hanging by the... I think I was... I made the reservation <laughs> so late, I think I was hanging on the wheels when, yeah. it, <laughs> when it went in the air. It was the only place I could put me. So... Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. But there will not be any weather tonight at Gillette. Now, the only thing is, is I mean, boy, you know, I, I don't know. Where would you rather watch that game? In the comfort of, of somewhere nice, indoors, warm, you know, where you can get a lot of information? Is this a serious question? Yes, yes. I mean, where would you rather watch that game? Or would you I rather? I don't like going to football. Or would you rather sit out there? In the stands on a on, on a chair that's obviously going to be wet, and you won't be sitting anyway. Everybody stands, right? Once it gets to this point in the year, you got to wear about twelve layers, yeah, so you don't get sick, right? Yeah, which I already did last week. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and you were indoors, and I was indoors. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just if I don't. You're going to those games at this on a night game like this. You have to wear long johns. You got to wear sweatshirts. You got to wear long johns over the sweatshirts, and then like two different jackets. Oh yeah. You know, otherwise you're going to get a cold. <laughs> you are going to get sick. You're going to get the flu. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, the other thing is, I mean, the Globe had a story today on our front page today about how a lot of people, a lot of season ticket holders don't do the night games this time of year. They, they sell them off because they don't want to deal with it, you know, and, and I, you know, it's, I don't, I don't blame them. Mm. I, I don't blame them. It used to be the NFL shied away from primetime games and cold weather sites. They used to do that. Yeah. Monday Night Football, 
Hello, South Florida. You know, <laughs> hello, L.A. Hello, right. West Coast. Hello, you know, wherever. Uh, as long as it was you know, indoors. Um, you know, once you hit November on. Now that's all with flex scheduling and everything else. That's all out the window. I mean, look at the Meadowlands last night with the Cowboys and Giants play. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where would you rather watch that game? If you were a Giants fan, I would rather night in the in the in the comfort of home. Yeah, or I in mean, that little apartment at the top of the Eiffel Tower, I would have liked to have watched that. That would bad. That yeah, would be cool. Yeah, you good. know, there's a little apartment in the top of the Eiffel Tower. Is it really? That's yeah. good. Who's locked in there? I don't know. I wonder if somebody's held captive. There. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I wonder. <laughs> I know. The Count of Monte Cristo, maybe. Yeah, he yeah, was but... he was held captive in a tower, right? Wasn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. Rapunzel. Yeah. Any one of those people. People always think I was held captive in a tower. You do look like I you. know I do. Yeah, I know. We're just released. Is that <laughs> exactly? From you know, your, from your <laughs> captivity. Yeah. Oh God. Um, do you think the Patriots are going to win this game tonight? Yeah, I do. I think they'll win it. I think it'll be close, but I think they'll win it. I think they'll win it. I think I said twenty-seven, twenty-one. Really? Yeah, I think they will. I can't. I, part of me wants <sighs> to say that they won't and pick against them. But that would mean they lose three home games. Three? I don't see that happening. That's a lot. And yeah, other... when's the last time they lost three regular season home games? Uh I want to say it might. Would it have been the year Brady was hurt? They lost five games that year. Were three of them at home? I don't think so. Maybe probably not. not. <laughs> they lost to the Jets at home with Brett Favre on a Thursday night. Right. Let me see. Oh wait, that's they were eleven and five. Let me see here how yeah. they did. I believe they lost to Miami at home. That year, but I'm not positive. I can't be sure of that. Miami won the division. They won it on tiebreakers. They lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins beat them 38-13. At home? At home. All right. They lost in San Diego, in Indy. They lost at home to the Jets, so yep. that's two. That's two. So what was that fifth loss? And the fifth loss was home against the Steelers. There so it was. Three, three that years. Year. Yeah, three that year. That's the last time they probably lost three at home. So a Tom Brady team. That's not bad. No, it wasn't a Tom Brady team. No, I'm saying a Tom Brady team, I don't think. I don't think well, what about the 9-7 and seven year? That could be. Let's they lost it. to the Jets. I know that. I covered that game. That was a Sunday night game. That year, they lost in San Diego, in Miami, at home against Green Bay. There's yep. one. At home against Denver. There's and two. they lost to the Jets at home. I know At it. Oakland, at Tennessee. They lost at three Tennessee, that year. There's three. So that would be, I, I'm thinking. First time in 14 years. I'm thinking that's the last time. The only other time was the 10-6 and six year. There was a 10-6 and six year. The, the year that they lost to Denver in the playoffs at Denver. Uh yeah, two thousand nine. Yes, let's check that one. No, no not two thousand nine. Not the. Uh, they did go ten and six there. They did check that one out. Oh nine, ten and six. Let's see. And the, we don't. We won't count the Ravens playoff game, which they lost at home. Lost at Jets. Lost at Broncos. Lost at Colts. At Dolphins. All right, so they didn't lose three at games. Saints, all right. at Texans. Yeah, all those. All games right, all on the road. Okay, road so game. they didn't lose three games at home. All right. Uh, now go back to the Denver game. It would have been uh, the uh, 2000... 2005. 2005 season. Okay. In 2005. Yeah. It's the only other year it could have been. Yeah, hold on. Well, I guess the internet doesn't want to work anymore. No, but that's... Uh, I'll, I'll double check. That's on the that only other year that could have happened. Otherwise, it goes back to two, the, the last time that they didn't... Uh, oh, two. The last time they didn't make the playoffs with Brady as their quarterback the entire year, and that would have been 0-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like that seems like a. <clears throat> and there's still an asterisk. Know really what. And that there's is still an mean. asterisk next to this one. Yeah, a little bit. You know, because they lost to the Bills without Brady as their quarterback. 
let's see, in 2005, they lost at Carolina, home against San Diego, at Denver, home against the Colts. That's two. At Kansas City, That's, yep. home against the Dolphins. There, there it is. All, All right, right. So, so, two thousand, yeah, so 2000, 2005. Yep. All right. Well, that's your answer. Two thousand five is the years they've done it. They've done it two seasons with Brady as their starting quarterback the entire year. Mm-hmm. This year will not count into that category because they did not have him the entire year, and they lost one of those games with without him as quarterback. Yeah. So. You know who threw uh, ten passes for the Patriots in two thousand five? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't Matt Castle. Matt Castle was on the team, but it's not who I'm talking about. Let's see. Vinny Testaverde. Oh, that would have been a, that's a good guess. That would have been a good guess. Yeah. Is it a quarterback? Yes. It is a quarterback. All right. Not somebody they used a, also a, in a pinch. Place kicker. Also a Doug Flutie. breakfast cereal Doug Flutie. spokesman. That is correct. Yes, it was indeed Doug Flutie. That was the year of the drop kick. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was. Right, he played in five games that year. Yeah. Three more than uh, than Castle. Uh, Testaverde would have been a good pick. That would have been a good I pick. Yes. Yeah. Not quite. Nah, didn't happen. Anyways. Um, I remember when Vinny got cut. I forget what year it was. They brought him in late, they, and, they, and it looked like he was going to be the backup, and they cut him, and you figured, okay, they're just doing a procedural move, and then they'll bring him back, and they never did. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Poor Vinny. Yeah. Vinny Greenballs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. this well, we talked about '05. You know, they lost in the in the playoffs that year. They beat uh, Jacksonville and then lost to. That was the Champ Bailey game where Ben yeah. Watson ran him down. Yeah, yeah, I was at that game. Jake Plummer covered it. Yeah. Right, Plummer was the quarterback, wasn't yep, he? Yep, Plummer was the quarterback. They hosted the AFC Championship game against the Steelers. and They lost. That's right. Steelers upset the Colts the the next day. Mm-hmm. Jerome Bettis is their running back. Right. Yep. I remember watching that in the airport in Denver, waiting to get on the plane. Yeah, Jake Plummer in the in the Broncos. Jake Plummer and the Broncos beat Tom Brady and Jake the Plummer. Rod Smith was still there. Oh, it was it was amazing. They had that running back who was in the Marines, um, Mike think, Anderson. Remember? Yes. Him? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was uh, he was he scored two touchdowns in that game. That's the thing, the Broncos, and then we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Broncos are next week, but the Broncos in Denver, whether it's Mike Shanahan and Jake Plummer. Whether it's Jake Cutler and uh, Josh McDaniel. Or Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Gary Kubiak, John Fox, whoever it is. Except for Tim Tebow. Everybody except Tim Tebow in Denver beats the Patriots. That's exactly it. See, they went to to Denver with Tebow as their quarterback, and Tebow was on a streak. Right. And the Patriots squelched him. Thank you so much. God bless you. In a 4.30 Sunday afternoon game. Mm -hmm. I look at this offense right now with Denver as being worse than that Tebow offense. Worse than the Tebow offense? Worse than the Tebow offense. They are awful on offense. They are not very good offensively. They're not. That Tebow team at least could run. They could run. You know? But Simeon, I mean. But Simeon's throwing the ball 50 times a game. He He is throwing it 50 times a game. He can't do that. Thomas and Sanders caught 21 passes for 226 yards. Right. And Sanders had the one touchdown. But, but they kept him out of the end zone because they couldn't run the ball. There was no threat to run it when they were down there. It's true. And so the Tennessee was able to do what they wanted defensively in the red zone. Mm-hmm. That makes a big difference. Yeah, it really does. You know? I mean, the Giants were lucky. The, the reason the Giants won that game last night, 
They started running the ball in the second half. They were able to run it all of a sudden. Yeah. And the Cowboys had to loosen up a little bit, and they left Beckham with one-on-one coverage. I know. You know? I think what it's going to come down to tonight for this Patriots team is you know Baltimore is going <coughs> to have something up, have something ready for them. They're going to come out and want to be physical. Can the Patriots respond to that? Can the Patriots play that kind of game? Can they get in the mud with a team like Baltimore and and win a I think defensively they can. beat down game. You I do? think defensively they can. I think they've got some guys up front like Branch and a few of the other guys that they've got on that line that can kind of pound it out. Branch a is bit. a gap filler. Yeah. Branch isn't a you know. It's, it's not a big defense, big fat defensive line. He's a big you know? fat daddy. That's what he is. <laughs> you know, those guys are you know Dante Hightower is the kind of guy's got to bring that. Oh, he's got to hit. He's yeah. got to hit hard. But... He's got to get in people's faces. He's got to send messages. Yeah. He's the only guy I really think of that can do that. Who else can do that? Chung? Yes, Chung can do it. A little that. bit? I mean, is Chung really... They've taken that away really from Chung. put the fear in they've anybody taken this that, year? They've taken that away from Chung a little bit. No one's done it. You no know? one's been doing that this year. Can you think... Can you remember one big hit? Jamie he... Collins. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Malcolm Butler's got a few, had a few big hits. That's yeah. it. He's come up on the run and made a couple of big pops, and that's it. No one else has. Yeah. Everyone else is just tackling very fundamentally, and that's it. And that's fine. But, you know, team like the Ravens, I feel like you need to, you need to match them. You can't well, just let them come in here and get all aggressive and push you around. Right. No, they won't. They can't do that. That's the one thing. They can't allow them to push them around. But they also can't uh, go after the big hit and in, miss, yeah. in, you know, in lieu of making a mistake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and also got to watch out for penalties. Yeah. So uh, I have a little piece of breaking news here from Miami. Yes. Oh, I know what that is. Where the hell? I won't say it though. Breaking. Thank you, since I just said I have the yes. breaking news. Yeah, I know. But I know what it is. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, no tear. In oh, the ACL. I didn't know what it was. Instead, How about it's that? a sprained ACL and a sprained MCL. He still might be out for the year, but without a tear, there's a possibility he could be back. There's a possibility. Without the lack of a tear, means no surgery. Right. So. He's out for the rest of the regular season, and then it'll depend on what they want to do with him. Yeah, I mean the way they were, you know, shaking his hand at the end of the, you know, last day. If you watch some of that, well, it looked like he tore his ACL. They right? were coming up to him and you know, you know, shaking him and, and patting him on the back and saying, you know, you know, nice knowing you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, pretty that's, much. That's what it was. So I don't know. All right, 603-883-9900 is the phone number, 883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. Quick break, we'll come back. Notes from the kingdom when we return. Don't go anywhere. Missed a portion of the show? Go to ESPNNHradio.com and download the podcast now. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with November's Male Student Athlete of the Month, Jaruk Hassan from Bedford High School. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience as a senior? This year as a senior has been very crazy football-wise, like winning in an OT versus Merrimack. What schools are you looking at? I'm looking at Northeastern, St. Lawrence. It's a lot of good educational schools in New England. What are you looking to major in? I'm looking to go into pre-med. How excited are you about D1 Football State Champions? Congratulations. Thank you so much. Our whole team is definitely very excited. It's the first one in BHS history for football to actually come out with a win this year. It's incredible. And definitely to be a captain of that team and finally put that banner up. Tell me a little bit about your volunteer work. During the summer, I was a volunteer at the LA Hawks. I did a lot of volunteer with the National TV, so like HRC, FBI, part of the National Honor Society School. So there's a lot of volunteer work that I have to do with them. I like volunteer for blood drives. And I actually put on a dodgeball tournament last year for the Children's Miracle Network. We donated like around $1,000 with what 
inspires you to participate in all this volunteer work? I know a lot of people need our help, though. I just try to get back, try and do my part and just volunteer my time. Is there anything else that you can really say that you got out of going to school in Bedford? Privilege to play sports here. It's amazing because all the coaches, they really care about you. Coach Stinks, like, I look at him like as my best friend, but like, when it's time to, you know, put on the pad, then he's definitely there to coach you up, too. So the teachers are amazing. They really care about you. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Celebrate twice the holiday season with Metro PCS. Right now, switch to Metro PCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On 5 smartphones, sales tax not included. Plus, Metro PCS is on the 4G LTE T-Mobile network, so you'll have the nationwide coverage and fast speed to make the most of your two free smartphones. For a limited time, add a line to select plans and get 8 gigabytes of data for only 30 bucks. Swing by Metro PCS and check two free Samsung Galaxy smartphones off your list. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings it back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Hi, my name is Jen Kaluti. My husband Sal and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me in Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. This is the Sports Station with Granite Roots. This is ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Go three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is your phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Your text line is eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Nice to have you with us today here on a uh, well on a winter wonderland edition of uh, Christian and King. You don't here have this Monday. down in uh, in the south of the border, do you? Didn't stick this much. I went into work last night around midnight. Yeah, and there was a coating on my car that I brushed off pretty easily. And I parked outside because uh, I was late, so I was just running in there. Uh, I left the car outside, and when I came back out, I had to brush it off again, but that was it. And this morning, there was nothing, so yeah. Huh. It was fine. Yeah. There's a there's a small coat on, like, the driveway, but all the streets are clear. Everything's fine. Yeah, no, they had yeah, the, the, this is plowable. I mean, they did dri- a good job yesterday. Driving this morning uh, between, there was no, there's no school. Everything, everything's been shut down. That's ridiculous. I know. Oh, they shut it down. They They shut school down. 
yesterday, late in the day. I went to a website of one high school to, to look something up, and it said no school tomorrow due to the storm. And here's the, here's the catch, right? Some schools now, they'll give you the snow day. Yeah. But they have work that you have to do online. That's, that's. That, yeah, exactly. Oh, they get you. They get you. Yep. Okay. You don't have to come to school, but here's your assignments for the day. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Hmm. So that's what some do. I don't know. That's pretty bad. It is. It is. But I, I've heard that now. I saw it firsthand. All right. Uh, well, here's what we do this time a day, every day. It's let you know what's going on in New Hampshire. Here's Notes from the Kingdom. Message for you, son. King in the castle. King in the castle. Notes from the Kingdom. Well, uh, on Friday, with Timmy Buttons here, we had on uh, Brad Creek, the head uh, girls basketball coach at mm-hmm. Bishop Gritton High School. He was kind enough to come on. And, you know, I told him, I called him earlier in the day, and I said, you know, if you have a chance to come on, I said, I know you got to go to Spalding Friday night to open your season, so if you're not able to talk, I can understand. No, no, no problem, no problem. Well, here's why he was probably able to come on. They beat Spalding. They're the defending Division One champs. 73-14. to 14. Wow. Yeah. How about 73 to 14? We haven't seen scores like that since the old Nashville girls basketball team that John Fagula coached back in the uh, in the mid mid to late eighties, into the early nineties. Seventy three to fourteen over Spalding. Megan Cram had ten points. She was the high scorer for BG. They had twelve players in, mm-hmm. in uh, twelve players scored in the game. You know what the halftime score was? Take a guess. Uh, Take a guess. Fifty to two. You're close. Yeah. Forty-six to three. Forty-six to. Three. Forty-six to three. Then they erupted for eleven points in the second half. Seven. That's really to fourteen. Well, it changes tomorrow night because they're gonna they're gonna go from they're gonna go from the penthouse to uh, you know the the factory because they got to play. Bedford at home tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And that's a rematch of last year's title game. That's an awfully early season game of the year. To, you know, It's awfully early to have that game of the year, but that's when they're having it. So, yep. So, Bedford and BG tomorrow at 7. Other games over the weekend on Friday. Alvin beat with a cut at 43-34. Uh, Nashua North surprised Exeter. Uh, in their game, sixty-one to forty-four, mm. um, and that's a uh, that's a, the first win, first career win as head coach of Nashville North for uh, Christina Collins, who took over the job this year. So that's a big one. And uh, Nashville South lost to Dover, forty to twenty-two. And Campbell in the game against Kearsarge, they lost fifty-three thirty-eight. So high school girls basketball is going on right now. And I believe in high school girls, and I, I have to double-check this, but also I know in the fact in the boys in Division One, they used to go with 16 teams in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to happen in baseball, too. So you're looking to basically eliminate two or three teams during the course of the year, a whole regular season just to eliminate three teams. Well, no more of that. They put the kibosh on that finally. Finally. 
Now the regular season counts for something. And they'll go 12 teams in, in boys' basketball, and I believe they're doing the same in girls. I know they did a variation of that in soccer. Um, but they'll go 12 in boys, which means the top four will get a bye, and the other eight play in a first-round game. So now the regular season, and, and you've got to fight to make the playoffs. You can finish 15th or 16th and not get in, which will be the first time in a long time. I never liked the 1 through 16, the open tournament concept, or almost, almost open tournament concept. I never liked that, and I'm glad they did away with it. Uh, the first time I saw that happen was in baseball, and that was back in the early 90s when they came up with that idea. And they said they wanted to even the playing field, so mm-hmm. everybody would be uh, have to, you know, in, in baseball, so you would have to face number one against number one in terms of pitching. But I'm saying to myself, if you're the first team, if you're the number one seed, and you're going to face the number 16 seed who may have a great starting pitcher who yeah. only won three games, it does, it's not fair to you. You you're in the number one seat. Yeah, you know you should be able to throw your number one in the first tournament game and go against number two. Somebody else is number two. That's the advantage you earn, mm-hmm. and that's what they're going to do. I, I believe in in the spring, but in right now in in, in right now in, in basketball, that's what they're doing in basketball, and I'm glad to see it. The regular season now counts in basketball. All right, so there you go. There's your notes. There you have it. I have one note and one note only. It comes to us from the great town of Derry. <laughs> Where I uh, first came to New Hampshire. That's right. Yep. A couple in Derry won a $5 million verdict on Friday after a jury found a Londonderry ophthalmologist was found liable of committing medical malpractice for failed procedures that left a 67-year-old woman legally blind. I hate to see that. See that? Was that a joke? No. Oh, no. No. All right. I I didn't mean it that way. But that's, that's, you know, you hate to have this... uh, some mishap happened. You certainly little, do. You know, uh, Nancy Knox had been treated for the so-called wet form of age-related macular degeneration, which can worsen someone's vision but often does not lead to blindness and can be treated. Dr. Adam Beckett, New England Eye and Facial Specialist in Londonderry, had Knox as a patient for eight years. First, Knox lost much of her vision in her left eye. She then not only lost the vision in her right eye, it had to be removed surgically because it had shrunk so badly following treatments that it didn't work, a glass eye was put in its place. Let me get to the end of this, please. There's a point to all of this. Knox's lawyer said Dr. Beck had injected his client's right eye with a steroid that was too aggressive and led to glaucoma, pain, and her blindness and eye removal. He didn't have the training to do what he was doing. That's the bottom line. The lawsuit maintained Dr. Beck's course of action was risky, giving Knox's own history. Uh, after the injection, she suffered from excruciating pain. The lawsuit maintained Dr. Beck, rather than refer to a Boston specialist performed three other procedures on his own that left Knox with a detached retina and a right eye that was beyond repair. Ultimately, the jury ruled that Dr. Beck failed to meet the standard of care with both of Knox's eyes, although it awarded damages only for what happened to the right eye. The jury found Knox received just under $4.7 million. As for her husband, uh, Joseph Knox, the jury ruled he should receive $350,000 for loss of companionship due to his wife's injuries. That was a really sad case. The jury took it very seriously. I believe uh, they saw Nancy and Joseph as very sympathetic people who relied on medical professionals and were horribly let down. In the lawsuit's response, Dr. Beck's lawyer maintained that his client had done everything proper and should not be liable for her injuries further. The doctor's lawyers maintained Knox was partly at fault as well, (coughs) saying that uh, she didn't exercise due care. Negligence of the plaintiff contributed to the cause of the damage. Uh, During the trial, the doctor's lawyers had an expert with Mass Eye and Ear testify that Knox had received proper care. Jury of seven women and five men took two and a half days to render a verdict. 
An economist for Knox maintained it would cost as much as $4.1 million to treat the woman if she lived another 20 years. The highest estimate was if her husband should die many years before her. So the question is this, Tom King. $5 million, but you have to live the rest of your life legally blind. Would you take it? Well, she doesn't have an eye. Tom, I'm not talking about her. Oh. I'm saying for you, Tom King. I'm, I'm legally blind. If as you rubbed the genie's lamp and the genie popped out and said, I will give you, well, I don't know, this isn't how genies work. But if the genie popped out and said, I'll give you $5 million right now, but I take away your eyesight. Or at least legally blind. Because legally blind isn't totally blind. It means you can't see really very well. Look at me. So would you, so would you do it? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm almost legally blind now. So that's a hard yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I would definitely do it. Oh, sure. You could take my sense of smell and my sense of hearing. I could be deaf and you mute and co- all that. Give me too. Coke bottle glasses. I'd be fine. $5 million, that's fine. You okay. can take away all my senses. You can watch all the, all, the, all the basketball wives I want. You know? I would only ask if I could let, see it. that you let me thing. keep my sense of taste. Well, that's just it. you got to eat. Because if I have that much money, I'm going to buy a lot of food, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to eat food that is really expensive, and I want to be able to taste it. You know, yeah. If I can't do any, if I can't hear the, or see the, or anything the, else, the husband gets out of it. He cleans up in this too. Did pretty good, yeah. Three fifty grand. That's called the. Uh, they called it loss of companionship. Yeah, there's a legal term for that. It's called loss of consortium. How do you know that, Tom? I, I'm just a legal expert in many things. Sounds it, huh? <laughs> That's our notes from the kingdom. There, uh, sad story. Honestly, it's a sad story that just happened. But um, yeah, I was thinking about it. Five million dollars, and they take my eyesight. Yeah, I do it. Uh, no, I don't want my eyesight gone. Legally blind. Yeah, le- you know, this, it could be. Like I said, I'm basically legally blind now anyway. Pretty much. You know? uh, 603-883-9900 is the phone number. 883-9900. Text line is 845-827-1250. Quick break. We'll be right back. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedule. 